Hi, I'm Pastor Adrian Meyer. I serve St. Thomas Evangelical Lutheran Church in Bloomington, Indiana. We're a Christ-centered community that lives, shares, and celebrates God's grace with all people. This podcast is part of a series on Lutheran basics we're premiering during the month of May. You can learn more about the series on our website, stlconline.org slash Lutheran Basics. This has been a lonely season for me, as I imagine it has been for many people. I'm on the cusp in this new place of deepening relationships, but the last few months between the pandemic and just being a new person in a new place have been lonely. Recently, I confessed to my spiritual director that I keep coming back to kind of feeling unmoored in this time. The relationships and routines that had held me and helped me in the past were just not available to me for one reason or another. I mean, I'm fine. It's not like that. It's just this little thing. My spiritual director, she's amazing, and she asked me so simply, where I was finding the Holy Spirit in all of this. I gave her an answer, which was probably true, but as I've sat with it some more, I remembered an icon I bought just since I've been here for my office, thanks to the generous gift of some very welcoming and loving members of my congregation. This is an icon of Ama Synclectica, Uh, The title Amma means mother, which tells us that she was one of the ancient mystics known as the desert fathers and mothers. The icon reads on its edge, we hold to the cross as our sail, and so we can set a safe course. In this period of feeling unmoored, of missing my anchors, I'm reminded of my sails. Perhaps in this season, I am not meant for a harbor. Perhaps in this season, I am meant to sail. This realization was grace to me. I'm offering it to you as a reminder that for Lutherans, grace is the lens by which we see the world. We are always looking for the grace that is in with and under reality, just like the grace that is in, with, and under bread and wine, and in, with, and under the waters of baptism. In this way, the sacraments are how we make sense of who we are as people, who we are as church, and who God is. If life is sacramental, All of life is sacramental, not just the good parts. This is really important. Your pain is sacramental. Your boredom is sacramental. Your frustration is sacramental. Remember that Lutherans believe in daily baptism, not as a prescribed reenactment of baptism, but as a daily connection to it. Every day we die to self, and every day we rise to newness of life. What in your life is hard right now? What is wearing you down? What must come to an end? 
what in your life feels like death. Whether we fight the endings of our life or welcome them, because life is sacramental, we know what follows death is always life. After our daughter died, I began to realize that my pain and grief opened me up in compassion to the pain and grief of others. It's not that I like know precisely another person's pain, but that I was, this is, it's hard to describe actually, I think, like I'm more open to their pain. I didn't feel some strong urge to make it all better. And because of that, I can sit with people where they are. Pain isn't a threat. And because it's not a threat, I can more readily receive whatever gift it might offer me. This, of course, spares me not one iota of future pain, but maybe what I've learned will become a helpful helpful tool. Maybe not. But I no longer have to fear pain because I know that grace comes too. The church is sacramental. We are imperfect, to be sure. And the church has a long way to go in understanding the great many privileges that it has held and the many sins it has committed in the name not of love or grace or Christ, but in the name of power. Just like people, the church too dies daily to sin in order to rise to newness of life. Sacramental living is how the church comes to know itself. As the Lutheran church has come to understand itself, we believe that we are Catholic, and hang on, I'll explain that. So we're Catholic, we're evangelical, I'll explain that too, and we're reforming. Catholic, evangelical, reforming. So when we say that we are Catholic, we mean that we are part of the universal church. We are part of the one Lord, one faith, one baptism written about in the letter to the Ephesians. We acknowledge that the church is not one, and we acknowledge that we have had a hand in its division even to this day. But we pray for the unity of Christians everywhere and the unity of people everywhere. We long for the day when the Holy Spirit will gather us together and we will be one in Christ. It is that longing that we confess when we say in the creed, we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We are also evangelical. This word has changed dramatically in the past few decades. It's often used to refer to churches and Christians who believe in a specific adult experience wherein an individual makes a decision to be a Christian. Lutherans prefer a much older, ancient even, understanding of the word evangelical. In Greek, the root of this word refers to the public proclamation of good news. This means that we are good news believers. The early Lutheran movement wrote out their beliefs in a document called the Augsburg Confession. And its chief author, a person whose name probably would be helpful to know, uh, is Philip Melanchthon. And this is how Melanchthon and his co-writers explain the good news in the fourth article of the Augsburg Confession. They wrote, 
It is also taught among us that we cannot obtain forgiveness of sin and righteousness before God by our own merits, works, or satisfactions, but that we receive forgiveness of sin and become righteous before God by grace for Christ's sake through faith. When we believe that Christ suffered for us and that for his sake our sin is forgiven and righteousness and eternal life are given to us. For God will regard and reckon this faith as righteousness, as Paul says in Romans 3, 21-26 and 4-5. Beloved, we are good news believers, and this is what we share with others as much and as often as we can. And finally, we are always reforming. There are seven key reforms of the medieval church that the Lutherans demanded in the Augsburg Confession, including allowing the people in the pews to receive both the bread and the wine at communion, permitting priests to marry, seeing worship as a communal act rather than a good work, and emphasizing absolution over the listing of sins during confession. But we don't see our reforming work as ending there. In our lives, Baptism is a change. It is a movement from death to life. The church has to make this movement too, daily and over the long arc of time. We are called to name the sin, evil, and death we see in the world, and we are called to work with God in the name of life and truth and grace. This is the sacramental lens with which we see the world. We see it truly as it is, and we see it with the eyes of faith for what it yet may be. When Lutherans worship, we worship in word and sacrament. In fact, our worship itself is arranged around these two poles in like a dance. Sacramental life helps us to understand scripture and the word is the foundation for the sacraments. Jesus said, do this, And so we do. When it comes to the word, Christians love to turn the Bible into something that it isn't. Sometimes I talk about it as the yardstick by which we measure each other's shortcomings or the club by which we bludgeon each other. Now, Lutherans do understand the word by talking about the law and the gospel. The law is what convicts us, shows us the need for God's grace, and helps us serve and protect our neighbor. And the gospel is what sets us free. But when we begin to see God's word only as that which, that which makes us righteous in the eyes of the world, or only as that which stands to reason, then we have lost the power of the word. Let me say this another way. For Lutherans, the word of God is not a list of rules. It is not just instructions for living an epically righteous life. It isn't even there just because it makes sense. The word of God is a living word. It stretches us, it forms us, it shakes us up, it guides us. The word of God is at the root of every just action, of every word of grace, of every reconciliation, of every holy community that gathers, of every piece of good news. As Lutherans, we are always looking for that which is in us or in the church or in our communities, which is longing for change. And we are always looking for that which has been set free by the grace of God.
Beloved, will you pray with me? This prayer is normally used with those who are preparing for baptism. Merciful and most high God, creator and giver of life, you have called all people from darkness into light, from error into truth, from death into life. Grant grace to us and bless us. Raise us by your spirit. Revive us by your word. Form us by your hand. Bring us to the water of life and to the bread and cup of blessing, that with all your people we may bear witness to your grace and praise you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.